Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. And good morning. I'm Karen Moscow, along with Tom Keen and Michael McKee. And the opening bell is brought to you by SEI. Imagine when asset management servicing is unconstrained by infrastructure. See how SEI's global operating platform can be your catalyst for business expansion at SEIC.com slash imagine. Stocks lower at the open. The S&P 500 down a quarter percent or four points to 2017. Dow Jones Industrial Average down about two-tenths percent or 28 points to 17,185. The Nasdaq down three-tenths percent or 14 points to 47.34. Ten-year Treasury up 6.30 seconds. The yield 1.96 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.95 percent. NYMEX crude oil down 2.9 percent or $1.12 to 37.39 a barrel. COMEX gold is little change down 60 cents to 12.58.90 an ounce. The euro $1.1109. The yen 113.68. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Appreciate it. John Vale with us. With Nico Asset Management, of course, a storied career in Japanese money management and in strategy as well. I've been dying to ask you this question because you're living it with Japan. We used to work in a nominal space, inflation plus real GDP, and then inflation became so big and so distorted, anybody shifted from nominal to real analysis. How do you respond to the idea, since there's no inflation or little inflation, we should shift back to nominal animal spirit inflation plus real GDP analysis. Should we? Well, if you follow the Japanese example, uh, you should look at probably both. I mean, uh, for instance, nominal GDP was running about zero for the last uh, 20 years, but real GDP was positive. And so both are important because nominal was telling you that there was a, a real problem but 1% real was telling you that the economy is growing at uh, basically its potential growth rate. So you have to look at both, I think, and you're right that uh, uh have to study it very deeply. Did we ever figure out who leaked the decision, uh, the Bank of Japan decision last time? The, you know, the report came out in Nikkei that they had discussed negative interest rate. I mean, the markets moved significantly before the bank announced its plans. I have no idea about that, whether, whether it's, uh, what, how that happens, to be honest. It'd be interesting to see if, uh, if that happens again. Uh, it may be a case if they do nothing as the consensus is of, of what they say, which is, uh, what we've gotten into with the Fed these days. Uh, we talked about what they might do, but what might Kuroda say, um, particularly if they don't uh, make any policy change. How does he move the market by um, jawboning? It's tough for him um, because he hasn't uh, been uh, forthright, I guess you could say, in the way that he has led the market or has uh, uh, given guidance. And so uh, I think they're looking uh, for action, uh, not words, uh, in terms of uh, Potential moves, but he could say he could indicate something like, as I was discussing before, that equity purchases for monetary policy reasons, for QQE reasons, is on the table. He could say something like that, and that would actually 
impact, uh, I would say, the, the yeah. stock market more than anything, but perhaps sentiment in general? One of the great things, folks, of the Bloomberg and the search engine we have is I can get something in my brain and I can find a chart that I've never, ever once looked at. I just did that. I just put it out on Bloomberg Radio Plus. Japanese employment, total employment from the pre-boom 60s, is a straight line up. They added 20 million, 45 to 65, uh, whatever that is, million units. And basically, it's flatlined, John Vale, since all, almost to March. It's flatlined for 24 years and even declined. Is it flatlined because of demographics or is it flatlined because of no economic growth? I mean, the, I know the answer is both. But if I extrapolate out the previous employment trend, which I assume includes a lot of distortions for women, I'm just eyeballing this, folks. I'm going to add on conservatively 16 million bodies is what should have been, which never occurred. Hmm. Because jobs have flatlined for 24 years. Well, yes, I'd have to put it down mostly to demographics. And it's true that uh, the only reason why... uh, that employed number uh, doesn't uh, fall more is because more women have entered the labor force. I mean, Japan, to a large degree, was a single-family earning uh, country for quite a while. And, and that's shifted now. So yes. you're saying the number, the chart would be worse. Yes. If for the how, how many years have we seen the it, female trend in employment? It's actually been? only been about. Uh, I mean, it's always been fairly high um, in certain age groups in Japan. It's just mm-hmm. in the a child bearing, child rearing, uh, um, uh, ages for women. It was always remarkably low in Japan because they did stay at home mm-hmm. and, uh, rear their children. But now that age group is starting to push up and p- because, and Abe and, uh, his administration have been trying very hard to push this further to, uh, get more women of that age group into the labor force by building new kindergartens and uh, having more flexible work hours, that sort of thing. So, uh, I guess you could give him credit for, uh, keeping the number of jobs stable in Japan. But you've got to see it falling um, at some point even further because uh, unless they change on on immigration, which I don't think they'll do, um, it's going to be be a downward path. It just has to be. Mike, I'm putting this chart out, Mike. It's a fancy regression chart log of employment. It's just just breathtaking to see. Yeah. What, John, would be the possibility that – Corona does a draggy and throws the kitchen sink at something. Um. It's, it's uh, I think it's small that he would do anything on the interest rate front because it has, as you mentioned, just caused so much trouble. And it's, it's not exactly possible to strip out what was cause and effect there. I mean, the BOJ went to negative rates. It did surprise the market. It pushed bank shares prices down. It pushed the stock market down in general because they thought that, you know, uh, the BOJ was panicking. But uh, in the end, um, I think uh, they got what they wanted with uh, lower interest rates uh, on, in, the, in the bond market. So it's not – and then, of course, uh, the fact that the global stock markets went down in uh, 
early February didn't help, for instance, the yen. I mean, the yen got stronger again for many reasons, not just because there were a uh, negative reaction to the BOJ policy. But, yes, I, I don't think he'll throw the kitchen sink at it th- at this time. I and mean, we've got oil prices moving up again. We've got uh, we've got some mm-hmm. uh, growth in the states uh, uh, picking up again. And uh, so I, I, I doubt that he feels he has to do that right now. Okay, John, thank you so much. Uh, as we look to BOJ, Mike, help me here. It's tomorrow, well, which it's, means it's tonight, like what, 2 exactly. p.m.? Do we uh, know? No, well, last time was a, it comes out, I think, at roughly 10 o'clock our time, somewhere shortly. 10, there, 10 p.m. 10, tonight. In New York. So you and I are three hours asleep. In Tokyo. You and I are three hours asleep. Three? God, I'd like to be four or five. <laughs> well, there it is. Uh, John Vale will be one. We'll let John Vale stay up and uh, get the news for us. <clears throat> Absolutely. But uh, in, seriously, folks, uh, with our work on economics, the Bank of Japan and the Bank of England and inside it, uh, Federal Reserve coverage on Wednesday, I am thrilled to announce that Scarlet Foo, after weeks of negotiation, when S. Foo will join me and Michael McKee, for our Fed coverage. Mike, she played so hard to get, it was an outrage. It's uh, It was almost like trying to sign a quarterback for the Denver Broncos. It was. It was a lot like it. Scarlet Fu, Michael McKee, and Tom Keene, we will have for you Fed coverage on Wednesday on Bloomberg Radio and Bloomberg Television. The Dow, negative 30. The VIX, 17.01. Time now to check in with Michael Barr. Get the latest world of national headlines. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Republican and Democratic presidential candidates are getting ready for another big Tuesday. Primaries take place in five states, Ohio, Illinois, Missouri, North Carolina, and Florida. Ohio is a winner-take-all contest. More than a quarter of the 1,237 delegates needed for the Republican nomination are up for grabs in the five states. Democratic presidential candidates Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders both agree that Donald Trump needs to tone down the rhetoric. Clinton, during a town hall event on CNN, also made a push to use clean renewable energy to bring economic opportunity back to coal country. Now we've got to move away from coal and all the other fossil fuels. But I don't want to move away from the people who did the best they could to produce the energy that we relied on. Turkey's state-run news agency says police detained dozens of suspected militants today just hours after a suicide car bombing attack in Ankara. A senior government official says authorities believe Sunday's attack that killed 37 people was carried out by two bombers. Meanwhile, Turkish warplanes carried out airstrikes against Kurdish militants in northern Iraq. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? And Michael, thanks so much. The two-year yield, 0.96, 10-year, 1.96. Uh, very close to 2%. Michael McKee and Tom Keene, Wednesday, Fed Day. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Flushing Bank. Open a complete business checking account with $15,000 or more and get a free 16-gig Wi-Fi tablet. Visit FlushingBank.com for details. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.